Hello and welcome to Your True Self, a podcast about real-life stories of transformation, navigating life, and being able to show up in the world as your unapologetic self. Here, we'll talk about the ups, the downs, the ugly truths, and the magical moments that we all experience but often feel we can't share. I'm your host, Certified Transformation Coach and Mentor, Jackie Rogash. I'm going to share with you how I was able to heal my trauma and move from barely surviving to thriving and ultimately embracing my imperfectly perfect self. Because I know the power of community, I'll also be bringing special guests along for the ride. Throughout these conversations, we'll speak about the different factors that support us during our own personal transformations, including healing, resilience, mindset, connection, and so, so much more. So strap yourself in because it's time to discover your true self. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Your True Self. Today's episode is juicy and something that I think so many of you will relate to. And the reason I wanted to create this episode is because something that came up for me the other week when I was sick is that I am still a people pleaser, which is so interesting because I've spent so much of my life, the majority of my life, living as a people pleaser. And it's something that I've worked really hard on overcoming, which isn't always easy to do. But I found that when I was sick and I had to take time for me and reschedule some meetings, I got that uncomfortable feeling of worrying about what someone else would say. Whereas deep down, I knew full well that every single person that I needed to reschedule would completely understand. So I thought that this would really resonate for you because I know, and I've received so much feedback from so many clients that I've worked with and even just friends that they're people pleasers. And one of my biggest challenges was learning to say no and setting really healthy boundaries. And with that comes the ability to be okay with someone else's reaction and knowing full well that it's not my responsibility to take on their projection, which is much easier said than done, right? When you do this work, you realize that the only people who are going to be upset angry, annoyed, pissed off, frustrated, whatever, with you for saying no or setting boundaries are those people who have benefited from your people pleasing in the past, right? Those people that it impacts. Whereas when you move into this space and start trusting yourself a little bit more, your relationships actually become a lot stronger when you say no, when you set those boundaries. And I will host another episode on boundaries in the future, But for now, let's look at what people-pleasing actually is. People-pleasing is doing things to help other people to make them feel good, which sounds really good in theory, right? But people-pleasing usually goes above and beyond general kindness and it often means that we change our behaviour or what we say so we don't offend someone and so they'll like us. Basically, we change who we are or we aren't true to ourselves because we don't want to upset anyone and we want to be liked, right? So we change who we are or we aren't true to ourselves because we don't want to upset someone and because we want to be liked. Big moment right there. 
to give you some examples or, you know, if you aren't sure if you are a people pleaser, here are some ways to recognise it. So maybe you find it hard to say no. It's a really simple, straightforward one. If you struggle to say no, the chances are you're a people pleaser. You might agree with people who, when you don't actually agree with them, right? So you might say, yes, sure. Yep. I understand what you mean. I agree. But internally you're like, no, I don't. I completely disagree. You possibly don't value yourself or believe that you're worthy of having an opinion of your own. You might need to seek external validation to help with your self-esteem. So again, looking for someone else to tell you that you're doing a good job to make you feel better. And the big indicator that you're a people pleaser is that you feel like you have no time, yet you are always doing something for someone else, but never anything for yourself. So if any of these resonate with you, you need to stay and listen to the rest of this podcast because it is designed for you. And today I'm going to chat to you about three of the key reasons why you people please and how you can start to put yourself first for a change. Today's episode won't necessarily help you completely overcome your people-pleasing ways. Sorry, I wish I could. I wish I had a magic pill. But it's more to allow you to understand yourself better so you become more aware of how your people-pleasing shows up in your life and what small changes you can make to start to support yourself a little bit more. To do this, I'm going to chat to you about the three reasons. I'll give you some examples and there's also some journal prompts thrown in. Everybody who knows me knows that I love a good journal prompt. Um, You'll be able to find them in the show notes, but I encourage you to take the time to sit with these after you've listened to the episode and really just get to know yourself a little bit better. The first key reason why we people please is because of fear of judgment. That's right. So number one is fear of judgment. Fear of judgment is when we worry so much about other people's opinions that it can cause us anxiety, cause us stress, and possibly cause us to dim our light and alter our behavior to fit in, right? In general, you know, humans judge each other. That's just the way life is. We all have different values, different beliefs, and sometimes we find it hard to be okay with the fact that someone else doesn't think exactly the same as us. But a genuine fear of judgment is going to stop you from doing what you want to do because you're going to worry so much about what someone else might think or say or do about you that it's going to impact the way that you live your life because you're so worried about what may happen. So it's safer to not do anything. An example from my life is in high school. You know, I was bullied in primary school and high school And I got to the point where I just wanted to eliminate any reason for someone to tease me. So I began to wear masks. I became the grey man and I did everything I could to please everybody else because firstly, I wanted them to like me. I wanted friends. Everybody wants friends. But I also just didn't want to feel judged anymore. I just wanted to feel like I fit in. So I would, I would silence myself and I didn't have an opinion and I would just, you know, fit in, blend in, I guess. And some other examples include having people 
in my life previously, not anymore, previously who I knew weren't good for me. You know, they would constantly create drama and they would bitch about other people. And because I knew of the behaviour that they had and and portrayed to me about other people, I didn't want them to do that about me to others, right? So I would just go along with whatever they wanted to say and, yeah, just really, again, knew this person was so, so toxic for me but just didn't take any steps to remove her from my life because I was scared. I was scared of that judgment. I was scared of the bitchiness. And, again, it comes back to that wanting to fit in, wanting to be liked, wanting to have all of the friends So some journal prompts for you, and I'll give you three. Why do I worry about what people think of me? Why do I worry about what people think of me? How does this hinder the way that I live my life? How does this hinder the way I live my life? And if I didn't care what people thought of me, what would I do? That's a big one. If I didn't care what people thought of me, what would I do? So that wraps up fear of judgment. Then number two, external validation. External validation is when we need someone else to validate our actions, our feelings, our beliefs, and sometimes we need to be validated sexually. You know, we need to know that we're doing a good job. When we're young, we look up to other people to see you know, if we're doing well, if we're doing a good job, if we're doing things correctly. And as we grow older, depending on our experiences and circumstances, this behaviour can tend to mean that we live our lives needing that compliment from someone else in order to feel good about ourselves. So instead of being able to give ourselves those compliments or cheer ourselves on, we need it from somebody else. And ultimately, when you trust yourself, you tend to let go of the need of validation from others. Obviously, there are always going to be times when you do want validation and it's needed, such as, you know, when you're at work, you want to know that you're a good that you're doing a good job and you want to know that your boss appreciates you and all of that sort of stuff. But in this, I'm specifically talking about your personal life and your personal circumstances when you feel like you can't do anything unless someone's telling you that you're doing a good job. And there have been so many times in my life where I've sought external validation. You know, I'm talking about work, family, friends, and something that I realized when reflecting and thinking about this episode is how much I used to seek external validation from men when I was single. And I don't know whether society and the media and the movies and everything else encourage that or make it worse for us, but for example, like if I were, when I was single, if I was bored and alone, I'd just jump on Tinder, right? And you're just chatting or flirting with someone who I have no idea who they are, but having that conversation with someone and even if it was just completely surface level, it gave me the sense of knowing that someone wanted me, right? Which made me feel good about myself. And I wanted men to give me compliments, to make, me, to make myself feel good about myself because truth be told, I didn't love myself. I didn't like myself. I couldn't give myself compliments and I actually rejected any compliment that got given to me. 
but I still desperately wanted and needed validation and compliments from other people because I couldn't give that to myself. See how this folds in? When we can't give something to ourselves, we look for it somewhere else. It can be the same when, and we've all had had these people in our lives and potentially been these people, when we say something about ourselves, hoping that someone comes back with the opposite, right? You know, when we're young, we might say that we're overweight or underweight or too muscly or something like that, wanting someone else to turn around and say, no, you're not you know, you look great. So it's just that, you know, needing someone else to pick us up, needing someone else to make us feel good about ourselves. So some journal prompts around external validation. Uh, Whose approval am I seeking? Whose approval am I seeking? So really go into that. Who, Who do you want approval from? And maybe it's yourself, maybe it's your family, maybe it's your friends, could be anyone, but just be really honest with yourself. Secondly, why do I need other people's approval to feel good about myself? Why do I need other people's approval to feel good about myself? And how would my life be different if I knew that I was enough? How would my life be different if I knew that I was enough? big, big question and something I really want you to feel into, right? Don't sit there and say, well, I'm not, so I'm not going to do that. Allow yourself to drop into that place and look at how your life would be different. Okay. So I've looked at fear of judgment, external validation. And now the third point is self-worth or not believing that you matter. I'm talking about believing that you're a burden, not believing that you can do something, not believing that you're worthy of what you dream about, not believing that, or I should say, believing that other people are better than you. People with low self-esteem or low self-worth often feel unlovable, awkward, incompetent, like a failure, all of these things that come up in limiting beliefs. And you might notice that if you have low self-worth, you can be really easily wounded by other people. So someone else might say something and you can take that really, really personally and be really upset by that quite easily. And because of that, you go out of your way to do everything for other people to make them feel good because you believe that will make you feel good. So ultimately, you don't believe in yourself, but you think that if you make other people feel good, they're in turn going to be grateful for what you've done, which makes you feel good. Does that make sense? And this is another one that I have spent years working on. You know, everything I talk about is all stuff that I've been through and continue to go through. You know, the work never ends and I wish wish it would. I think if I look at the extremely obvious examples from my lives, from my lives, from my life. (laughs) It was in 2016 and when I was 16. So when I was suicidal, the two times in my life that I really hit rock bottom, I was so stuck and I didn't see a future when I looked at myself in the mirror. I remember literally looking in the mirror and just seeing darkness. There was nothing there. And that emptiness is so 
overwhelming. And because I didn't believe in myself and I saw nothing in myself, I just, I didn't want to burden people with my problems or waste their time. So I didn't say anything to anyone. I just soldiered on and shut it down and suppressed everything, which is what we're told to do and focused on other people and not myself because I didn't think that I mattered, but I also didn't want anyone else to feel the way that I felt. So I would go out of my way to make other people feel good because I didn't want anyone to feel the way that I felt. And, you know, I know that in terms of feeling like a burden or that I don't matter, that it couldn't be any further from the truth. You know, I know now that if I had have reached out to someone, I wouldn't have been wasting my time. But I just, in that moment, I couldn't. And it's the old saying, which I use all the time on my clients. This is me taking my own medicine. (laughs) But, you know, when you, if you were having a conversation with your best friend and they were in a dark place, you wouldn't tell your best friend that they're a burden, right? If someone came to you and said, I'm really upset and I don't know how to get through this, et cetera, et cetera, you wouldn't turn around and be like, oh, I'm too busy for this. Don't talk to me. Like find someone else, right? You just wouldn't do it. But we do it to ourselves. We tell ourselves that we shouldn't speak up, that we don't deserve to be happy, that we, we're a problem or we're a burden. And it's just not true, right? And again, I know that's a very extreme example, so I'll provide you with some less extreme examples. Um, similarly, like if I was upset about something or lonely, I wouldn't reach out to anyone. I would just isolate myself. If someone was experiencing something tough and I was going through something difficult, I would always still be there for them. Even at times when I just had nothing left to give and no matter how much I was struggling, I would always be there for them. And this is such a silly one. Every time I moved house, I had lots of friends, but I would never ask someone to help me because maybe they were busy or maybe they'd say no or I'm sure they've got something more important to do, right? So this one, self-worth, is all about getting real with yourself. You know, are you telling yourself the truth or are you just telling yourself a story? And some journaling prompts to help you with this one is, why do I believe everyone is more important than me? Why do I believe everyone is more important than me? If I knew I was supported, how would I feel? What do I really want but don't believe is possible, right? What do I really want but don't believe is possible? So to recap, we often, as people pleasers, go above and beyond to help everybody else to the point that we change our behaviour or we wear a mask, we pretend to be someone that we're not, or we just don't show up in the world as our true self because we believe it'll make us feel better, right? We want to be liked and in order for more people to like us, it's easier to fit in, which then in turn means that no one can judge us. You know, if we're not being judged, then surely we're being liked. Yet you were not born to fit in. You were not born to be the same as everybody else. You were born to be you. You were born with your quirks, with your sensitivity, with your emotions, with your strength, 
with your opinions, with your flaws, just with everything that you were born with. You know, I want you to show up in this world unapologetically, imperfectly perfect, just as you are. Because the people who are meant to be in your life, the people who matter, want you to be exactly that. They don't want you to show up pretending to be someone else. So I really encourage you to have a look at the three key reasons that I touched on in this episode about why people, people, please, being fear of judgment, external validation, and lack of self-worth. And really take the time to journal on these, right? I've given you three questions for each of the three reasons And I've done that intentionally to allow yourself the time and space to get you get to know yourself on a deeper level, understand why you people please, and to start to think about the things that make you feel good versus what you're doing for someone else that you think may possibly make you feel good or be liked by someone else, right? Again, this is all about getting to know yourself so you can uncover your true self and start to implement those small steps that support you. Because once you're able to start supporting yourself, your life will never be the same. If you have any questions at all about anything I've discussed today, please send me a message on Instagram and let's chat. I'm always here for questions. If you want more journal prompts, let me know. I'm like the queen of journaling, so send them my way. And I can't wait to share the next episode with you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Your True Self. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Jackie.Rogash or through my Facebook group, Inner Transformations with Jackie Rogash. If you love this episode and don't want to miss another one, I'd be so grateful if you could hit subscribe and also leave a five-star review so more people have the opportunity to hear this podcast because you just never know who needs to hear what we'll be sharing. Take care and stay true to you.